Principal Matters Podcast, Episode 15. This is William D. Parker. I'd like to welcome you to Principal Matters Podcast, the School Leaders Podcast, where my goal each week is to provide insights, inspiration, and tips for school leaders for improving their own service in their school community. Thanks for joining me today. If you want more resources for school leaders, you can check out my website at williamdparker.com. And if you subscribe to receive my weekly email updates, you will receive a free ebook called Eight Hats. Essential Roles for School Leaders. I would love to share that information with you, so please check it out there. I'm so excited today to be able to share with you some lessons from a fantastic book that I've been able to finish recently. Often when I'm taking long road trips, whenever there's a break where my family and I can travel to see family or friends, I love to put in an audiobook and listen on those drives. Uh, My family lives in West Tennessee, which is usually around a 10-hour drive for us. Uh, My wife has... Uh, cousins who live out in Colorado. So sometimes we'll take that 14, 15 hour drive to get to uh, the mountains. Those are great times for me to plug in and listen to some stories that I would not have otherwise have time to hear. A few years ago, Lauren Hildebrand came out with a fantastic book called Sea Biscuit. And many of you have seen the movie. It's a, it's a story about a famous racehorse uh, who was made even more famous by the the film version that came out. Um, Seabiscuit is a biography that centers around the lives of three men who help the horse in its uh, drama and suspense, its defeats and its triumphs. It's a story of champions. And I thought that today I would share with you some lessons that I gleaned from that read as I listened to this mesmerizing story and thought about how do the lessons that someone else learns about defeat and winning apply to my Uh, own leadership, and how would they apply to yours? So let's just dive right in. I want to talk to you today about 10 lessons that you can pull from the story of champions. Number one, people can accomplish amazing feats when they're unified around a common cause. You see, the story's main characters in Seabiscuit's story all come from different backgrounds and upbringings and temperaments. For instance, uh, Charles Howard, the wealthy entrepreneur who owns Seabiscuit, has a background of wealth. The trainer, Tom Smith, is a lonely cowboy from the plains. Uh, The jockey, Red Pollard, was a former boxer who turned rider. When all of their paths cross directly around this horse, these men become a band of brothers who each play a part in this horse's success. People can often come from incredibly different backgrounds with different strengths, different weaknesses, but when you bring them all around a common cause, when they're unified around a common vision, they can accomplish the unbelievable. Number two, sometimes your most unlikely prospects can become your greatest assets. Seabiscuit was not the sleek racehorse that everyone was used to. No one expected that this horse would run fast. And likewise, the jockey, Red Pollard, was down on his luck. He was overworked. He was malnourished when he happened upon this horse right after Howard had purchased him. And Smith, the silent cowboy, recognized the kindred spirits between his horse and this rider and decided to convince the owner, Howard, to make a chance 
to take a chance on all of them. These relatively unknown characters came together to form a team that surprised the world with their racehorse, this horse that could outrun others by lengths. So no matter how difficult someone's background or how unlikely they may seem, you can still be surprised by their power for success. Number three, any success requires risk. You know, the the sport of racing is a gamble, and any grand achievement requires some kind of risk. So for the men in this story, they took calculated risks. They knew when to use the best weather. They knew what kinds of ground conditions were best for their horse. They carefully trained him for the races based on those conditions, and sometimes they took their chances on running in the worst conditions just to have a shot at winning. So when you know your environment, when you know your strengths, when you know your weaknesses and those of your team, uh, and you know where your greatest returns can occur, then you can make calculated risks that lead to great success. Number four, loyalty and trust are the hallmark of winning teams. Each person on Seabiscuit's team knew that they had to trust the other one's strengths. Uh, one time before an important race, Smith, the trainer, had a hunch that something was wrong with Seabiscuit, and he, he had no physical evidence, but he just could sense the horse was possibly wounded. And sure enough, tragedy struck when those signs were ignored. Sometimes horrible lessons are taught to us when we ignore the people that we should be trusting most. And loyalty and trust are important and essential elements for a winning team. When Smith and Howard and Pollard learned to trust one another's instincts and hunches, then these difficulties and these mistakes uh, began to lessen. They began to learn how to battle through uh, the, more, the more difficult times to, to finally reach the kinds of victories that they were looking for. So as you learn to rely on the strengths of those around you and you rest in the roles where you're best uh, and trust one another's instincts, you can develop a winning team. Let me just take a side note for a second and say that in your school team, whether that's your your assistant principals, whether that's other directors, whether that's um, department chairs or, or lead teachers, Learn how to rely on each other's strengths because there are going to be people who are better at some things than others. So learn to trust one another in those areas where you're stronger. Number five, believing and acting on dreams is what separates fantasies from realities. I know that victory isn't something that you think about when it comes to your school community, but learning and seeing students achieve is one of those goals that we should all be reaching for. And as you look at other people's lives who have achieved victories or who have been champions, there are some lessons that they can teach us. Howard's team dreamed of winning, but their actions that they took were the results of their imagination, their creativity, their planning, and their execution. Everything that they did was done with an end goal in mind, their training, their practices, their competitions, all of those things were done with an end goal in mind. And so Seabiscuit embodied the same competitiveness uh, that they had. Don't be afraid to dream. As long as you follow dreams with wise actions, then you're poised for turning your ideas into great accomplishments. So dream big. Number six, publicity is a great tool for motivating support for your cause. One of the reasons that Seabiscuit became so famous was because the, of the national sensation that he created, and his owner was really one of the causes for that. He um, was a master with the press. 
He let them participate in his successes. He allowed enough distance between them and his racehorse to keep them hungry for what was happening. He used publicity in a great way to celebrate the successes and allow others to celebrate with him. So think about that in your own situations. If in your school, for instance, wonderful things are happening, then make sure you're getting the publicity that it deserves. There's nothing wrong with other people knowing the great things happening at your school. Celebrate those things and publish them. Number seven, losing a battle doesn't mean that you've lost the war. One of the greatest things about the story of Seabiscuit was uh, that there were so many grueling defeats. Uh, Red Pollard had so many injuries. Um, He had to be replaced more than once while he recovered. Seabiscuit knew uh, the pain of being outrun, the agony of being injured, the difficulty of rehabilitation. But this team kept their eye on their ultimate goal. And with defeat after defeat, they not only um, continued to try, but as a result of trying and risking and reaching for more, they were able to finally reach the ultimate goals that they were shooting for. So losing isn't always bad. Learn what you can learn. Learn lessons from those mistakes. Number eight, sometimes your greatest defeats become your greatest opportunities. So just as I was saying in in that last point, it's likely that Seabiscuit would never have achieved as much as he had won if he didn't earlier have defeats. And the lessons that we learn through defeat are often what pushes us and gives us more strength. So sometimes the open doors that you're looking for are the direct result of when you struggle. So don't forget to look at your struggles as ways for opportunities because they could be something there could be something incredible getting ready to happen because of the difficulty that you're going through. Number 9, success is contagious. Um, as one of the most famous athletes in the world, Seabiscuit, even as a horse, became the emblem of the underdog hero for this American audience. Uh, thousands of people greeted him as he traveled cross country. Tens of thousands were overwhelming the stadiums to see him run. Millions flocked to their radios uh, to hear of his racing progress. Uh, this was before uh, television, and so people were flocking around this image. Uh, right after the Great Depression, of this incredible horse who was setting an example for them of someone who could um, be successful even in the midst of of incredible odds. Success breeds success. So when you remember to celebrate when good things are happening, other people celebrate too and they want to be a part of what's happening. You attract more people to your team when you celebrate than when you point out the negatives. Uh, That's great for recruiting too. When you're looking for great team members to join your school, then make sure you're celebrating a lot and making sure that others know the great things happening at your school so that others are attracted to join in. And the last point, number 10, legacies are built over time, not just in one moment. The nation's love for that that horse Seabiscuit didn't happen overnight. Um, unlike most racehorses, Seabiscuit had many years of racing before he even retired. He epitomized the struggle for survival that many people had faced during the Great Depression, and so they related to him. And this, when this horse retired, people still came to visit him and take photos. Uh, they followed the races of his offspring. His good name endured much longer uh, than his racing did. And the same thing applies in any pursuit that you're working on that you want to last. Um, these flash-in-the-pan situations where you have little successes Um, They don't necessarily build success or legacy, but a good name endures much longer if 
the possessor shows long-term reliability and dependability. In other words, if you're going to see success in your school, if you're going to see success in leadership, then be in it for the long haul. Uh, you're committed to the long term uh, and not for yourself, but for the success of others. So let's wrap it up in, in this quick take on this incredible book that I enjoyed. Um, I just want to give you guys a few takeaways. Um, as you lead your school or you take on your next big adventure, don't forget that even racehorses can teach us a few things. Let's rally around our students. Let's rally around our teams. Let's rally around our teachers with a commitment to accomplish new things together. Seabiscuit was not only an, an amazing horse, he also connected the lives of unlik- unlikely people into a unified force of vision, a team that was willing to take risks, that was willing to trust one another, willing to act on their dreams willing to rally around and support one another, willing to turn losses into opportunities and willing to celebrate their successes in order to build a legacy. So what are some ways that you have learned from other heroes or other champions or other stories, values that can help you reach a common goal? Uh, That's the lessons that we learn from other people's victories or even the victories of horse. I want to just thank you again for taking time to listen. If you have time to go over to iTunes and rate this podcast when you do, it makes it more public so other leaders can be aware and share in our learning together. I want to invite you to join me for our next episode where we're going to be talking about how to lean on other people's expertise um, in improving our own leadership. Thank you so much. Don't forget today that what you do matters. I look forward to talking to you next time. Have a fantastic day.